Oh, my big fucking thighs are gonna be all up in there. Pull these down a little more, you know? Nobody needs to be Zen getting a peek all up in there, you know? <laughs> Anybody yes, please, let's want not. some of these hefty thighs? I knew I should have worn thigh. fucking pants, bro. <laughs> but then I was thinking, I was like, oh, we're gonna do it sitting at a table. So my legs aren't even so gonna no be showing. no one will see me. You need a blanket? Thick thighs save lives, baby. <laughs> You're on that. What is good, you guys? We are back for another episode of the Don't Do Stupid Shit podcast, hosted by myself, Jesh, Janitor Jesh, and my mother, hey. Christina, mom, whatever you want to call us. Um, this is episode 10 of wow. season two or episode 20. So, Oh my God, does this make this the final episode of season two? I think so. <laughs> I think I got to run we... season three now. Season so three? this will be the last episode of this wow. season. Look you guys were here for the start. It's like uh, it's like Fortnite, the OG seasons. You feel me? Yeah. When this game takes off or this podcast takes off, yep. you're here as an OG. Yep. You were here for seasons one and two. You guys get free beginning. merch at some point. Okay. If we, we do that. Screenshot this episode. And I need a timestamp because we're... We're cheap like that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so today I want to talk and me and mom wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, a little deeper, but like forgiveness, like being able to forgive yourself, like growth, development. Um, this all kind of stems from a video I showed mom the other day of a trailer slash preview for uh, this artist, his name's Jelly Roll. Some of you guys may know him, some of you maybe not, but he's a really big artist right now. He's mixing like rap with rock and country, and um, he's got some really cool stories he tells in his music. And he's releasing a documentary um, of some sorts in the next week or so. And I had sent mom the trailer of it because I thought it was really powerful and really intriguing. Uh, I've been following Jelly Roll's journey. Uh, I actually don't even know his full name, to be honest, but you can look him up, Jelly Roll. Uh, you'll find him anywhere, spelled anyway. I've been listening to his music for a little while and following his journey, and he's kind of like skyrocketed into the industry and made a name for himself coming from some pretty tough circumstances and lifestyle ways. And so I find his story to be pretty damn inspiring yeah. and fascinating to see somebody that came from, you know, some, like I said, pretty tough circumstances to now being at the top of the industry, you know, touring, really making an impact on other people's lives through his story and um lyricalism so yeah i think the thing that stood out to me when you sent me that and i was watching it was that it's he came from um you know tough situations which a lot of us have in our life he also made a lot of really bad choices which a lot of us have done in our life mm -hmm. and then he went through a series of pretty heavy consequences as a result and rather than let that be the determiner for what his future was going to be 
he decided to pour himself into music and was literally faced with every kind of no you could get. Everybody said, no, like, this is not for you. Mm -hmm. You do not fit in this industry. You're too fat. You're your voice everything. isn't special enough. You're not enough. good enough, like your yeah. past or whatever. But he knew that that's where he wanted to be. He knew that that was where he could share his message of what he has learned and what he's learning and what he's going through. And so no was just not going to be the answer he was willing to take. And he just kept pushing past that and knew that his story and what he's been through was what was most important, not the approval of whether people were telling him that it's the way he should or shouldn't be sharing it. Right. And that to me is so powerful because so many times we, people want to limit us. We then want to limit ourselves. And even if we have a dream about how we think it's going to be, we take ourselves out before we even can try because society or others or perception says like, no, nope, that's not the place for you. Mm -hmm. But the reality is what brings anybody's story to the forefront like that is their passion for it and the fact that they're not willing to give it up. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that we all, I think, are so drawn to. That's what's so inspiring is this, that real heart conversation and that real vulnerability to be able to say like, this is me, this is all of me. And I'm going to share it whether you judge it or don't. And um, knowing that somebody's going to take from that and it's going to help somebody. Yeah. No, I think there's a part in the trailer where he was like, um, what do you say? He said something about, yeah, like everybody needs help. Like we all need help. Yeah. And then he goes, I still need fucking help. Like yeah. he's yeah. like, I'm still going through it. I still need help. We all just need help. And I think from what I've seen, you know, Jelly Roll's music has been in a sense, like really therapeutic for a lot of people. Like mm -hmm. it speaks to his vulnerability and willingness to like, just be candid and raw, like in his songwriting and his music. And yeah, a lot of people can relate to that. Things. Yeah, yeah. About his specific personal journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think another kind of cool dynamic about him is like, I was talking to a friend yesterday about it. Like a lot of people, you know, want things, right? Like, oh, I want to be a professional athlete or I want this and that, but they don't necessarily have that drive because they're so comfortable. Like something about his story and him, like, you know, getting out of jail and like being rock bottom and like basically telling himself, nope, this is the only way. Yeah. It's here or the highway. You feel me? Like I'm either going to make this happen or I'm going to die trying. And yeah. he put everything he had into the process. You know, he... There's something about that idea of like the pressure cooker and like yeah. push come to shove, like him just basically saying, nope, this is going to happen and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Like I have no other choice. Yeah. And that's something I'm, I'm almost trying to force myself in. I don't want to say force myself because I feel like a lot of it is truth. That idea of like, I'm telling myself right now, like, this is it. This, this is, is what I even do. though there's a possibility, there's a lot right. of things that, you know, could change or whatever. Like I'm putting yeah. myself into that mindset of like, almost like do or die. Like, this is what I have to do. And I'm going to figure it out. You know, yeah. like it's going to happen somehow. Nobody's going to tell me other way or otherwise I'm going to make it happen. 
And I find stories like Jelly Roll to be really inspiring in this process for myself and encouraging that, you know, like, it doesn't matter the circumstances, who you are, where you're from. It's all about the mindset and your willingness to, like, be vulnerable, real, honest, and work hard. Yeah, well, I think I think a big part of that, what you're saying is how it you um, if you can't embrace your story and the things that you've gone through and what makes you you, then how how do you expect anybody else to embrace that? Like it, it has to start with you being able to say, like, this is it. This is me. This is who I am for good or bad for, you know for ugly, for beautiful, for all of these things, this is me. And if I show up any other way than being true to who I am, I'm not showing up real. I'm, I'm showing up with a mask. I'm showing up with, you know, a fake set of, you know, beliefs or preconceived ideas about what the world wants to see from me or who they think I need to be or what others, you know, want to see. And in the end, like, it really doesn't matter how others see you. How you see yourself is what drives you forward. Right. It's the thing that's going to put you in that mindset to say like, no, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want. And I'm going for it. And the way you see yourself, the way you, you know, the way you choose to accept your journey and the things that you've been through and the set of circumstances that have happened to you, you know, that's the very thing that when you get real with it and you hang on to it and you just let it be what it is, it draws people in because we all are drawn to that realness. We're all drawn to that authentic, you know, when somebody's showing up real, Yeah. you know, when they're bringing all the parts of them and not just some of them to the table. Like there's such a difference. And I feel like it's pretty clear when somebody's like, being fake or hiding and like yeah you you can at least i can and i know you're pretty similar to me i don't know about everybody else but i can spot that shit out pretty easily you know when somebody even when i'm doing it myself i I am very Mm self-conscious that like jess you're not being real right now you're not you're not being yourself you're not being genuine not being sincere and like i'll have to check myself and be like you better get that shit together like come on Like, who cares what anybody thinks, Right. you know? And the thing about that is what's wild is that when you're editing yourself that way, because that's really what it is, right? Mm -hmm. When you're editing yourself that way, one, generally you're not fooling anybody because most true authentic people can tell. They might not know what you're editing, but they can tell something's not quite straight. Yeah. But what you're also doing in that moment is you're blocking yourself from experiencing the fullness of your life because you're you're not allowing a part of you to connect to whatever that's that person that situation that moment that you're experiencing right right you're limiting yourself you're limiting yourself you're editing yourself you're not showing up in your true experience and that's like i'm finding that to be one of the things right now that i'm trying so hard to stay in. Ooh, see, I won't edit myself. <laughs> it would be like me right now to try to be like, don't cry, don't cry. Um, but the more I let myself show up really as who I am, which is somebody who cares deeply, loves deeply, wants to forgive, wants to do right, wants to be present, and real, 
the more I let myself do that and don't focus on whether it's going to make somebody else uncomfortable or whether it's going to be accepted or rejected, I feel the fullness of my present moment of my life Mm -hmm. in a way that I have for so long deeply desired. You know, we all want to know that we're here in this moment, in this journey, this process called life, showing up and really experiencing it, right? Because you don't get to do it again. There's not a do-over to be had. And it's so sad when you look back and you think like, man, I've wasted all these years not just being fully who I am because you don't get them back. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's probably that part of like his story that we all feel so drawn to is because he's showing up right now, fully present, all the pieces of him being exactly who he is, all the struggles, all the mistakes, all the, you know, all the love, all the passion, all the drive, all of it. He's showing up with all of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody is, you know, grasping onto and clamoring to touch and feel and be a part of because we all want that ultimately for ourselves. We're just all a little scared and afraid to really just show up that way. Right. And that's why, I mean, that's why he's having such a big impact on people. I mean, that's why people are, you know, like dying to get to his concerts and like see him or meet him or, you know, it's, it's those people that come along that, you know, not everybody that has that sort of heart or mindset is going to get, you know, any form of spotlight, right? Right. Like, and a lot of them don't want that spotlight. A lot of them aren't choosing a career path or something they're passionate about where, you know, millions and millions of people are going to hear or see them. But when I do see celebrities or artists or people that have this substantial kind of potential to impact the public or people, I think it's really cool when they're showing up like this, when yeah, they're, for sure. they're just being authentic in themselves. Cause there's no reason to hide it. Like who, I think about that a lot. Cause I used to, and we talked about this a little today, but I used to like, you know, judge myself and judge others. Like look at other people's like situations and be like, Oh, that should be me. Or why can't that be yeah. me or this and that. And like, at some point you just got to recognize that, one is never going to be you if you have that mindset. Yeah, that's true. You're never going to have an opportunity to be in that position. But two, it's kind of, you know, it's up to you at the end of the day. Like, it's not yeah. up to anybody else. Sure, there's a lot of circumstances that can play into it, you know. But at the end of the day, I, I really do believe that if you're working hard for something and you're honest and you show up real and just authentic that, you know, you really can do pretty much anything you want. I think the thing that we get so caught up with, at least for me, I'll speak directly just to myself, right? Is that we look at people that like this, like Jelly Roll, right? He comes out, he throws himself into this thing and he's attained and is attaining continuous level of like awareness and growth and people know him and you know, he's, his platform's getting bigger and bigger. And we look at that and we think like, oh, see, that's the sign of success, right? Like, but the thing is, is the sign of success is just showing up present 
and making any kind of impact. It doesn't necessarily have to be like you, if you show up present and true to who you are and you don't edit yourself, you will make an impact. Facts. It, I mean, it no, can yeah, just that's... be in your, in your circle, in your world, but you will make an impact and people notice it. They get drawn to it. I, you know, here I was, I'll share this really quick. I told you a little bit about this. I was on a flight with a girl and usually when I work, I don't know the crew. I meet them the first time I show up. We work our trip we leave and we go our separate ways. And, you know, sometimes you get to know people pretty quickly in that period of time. And sometimes you don't, but in the last like six to eight months, the thing that I've been trying to do that has been such a hard thing for me is to show up on the plane and not edit my story and not edit the journey that I'm in right now. And so when somebody asks me a question that I would normally want to kind of hide from and, and either avoid or answer in a less than honest way, usually it's personal. It's Mm -hmm. about what's happening in our family, Family. or it's usually something that hits a personal note I want to kind of shirk away from it. And I've been learning and really leaning and pushing myself into this idea that I don't have to shirk away from it. I will say it out loud. And in that moment, sometimes the the air feels slightly uncomfortable because it's a little awkward because people don't know how to deal with that level of like honesty and presence. But what I have found more than anything and almost entirely every time is people are drawn to it. There might be that moment where everybody kind of holds their breath. Because they're not used to it. Because they're not used to it. And then the next thing you know, it opens up a conversation Mm -hmm. that leads to this beautiful place. And there's a level of honesty that takes place on both sides and it's happened repeatedly, but I had everybody subconsciously or consciously like desires that connection and that feeling of like authenticity and like, you know, like that relation of like, I can relate to that or like I've been through that. Or even if I haven't been through that, like I can tell you're being authentic and I appreciate that, you know? And even if you're not showing up with words, people can tell because I flew this trip with this girl and we worked the whole way over to Hawaii and just had kind of benign conversation. Mm. I was just being fully present in myself. Um, And then the next morning we showed back up or the next afternoon to leave. And within five minutes while we're boarding, she starts getting emotional and she's telling me her life story. Mm. And I was like, I was kind of caught off guard because the day before she had seemed kind of like, you know, a little bit more reserved. And I was like, well, thank you. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm dumping this on you, but you just seemed like a safe place. And I thought you're not dumping anything. Like that's exactly what I want to be. I want to be somebody that people can show up and they can say, you know what? I can tell she's safe because she's real. I feel I can tell she's not judging. I can tell she's been Mm -hmm. through her own stuff. I can tell that she's open Mm -hmm. to letting me bring my real self into the conversation. And um, I think that's the like thing that we're all striving for and that we all, like you said, really desire and want. And what this guy's doing with his music that's drawing people in in that way. Well, I I even that's the impact. Yeah, I actually even have another example recently. So this kid, Ian Tongi, the one that just won American Idol that I told you about. He's from Hawaii and he lived in Federal Way. 
yeah. um, for the last like three or so years. He he performed or performed a song for his audition. He shared his father had passed away like a few months prior to his audition and he performed this song and like he kind of broke down at the end obviously and before and like he was just being himself he was being real authentic like just speaking moment. from his heart in the moment and I don't know if there's ever been like I don't watch American Idol a ton right but at least from what I've been seeing about him and what I've seen in the past with American Idol and I don't know if there's ever been like a contestant or somebody that's came up it's like simultaneously like made like the entire country cry at the same time. <laughs> Probably not. Like in everybody yeah. to feel that emotion and like feel like they can relate, whether it's losing a father too or a family member or just some sort of loss or grief in their life and feeling like he's coming on live television in front of millions of people that have no clue who he is. He's never had any sort of... um What's the word? Any any sort of professional training. Well, like not for even singing? not even professional training, but um, like anybody like professionally say, hey, you got what it takes. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he's just coming on to audition. This is the first stage, and he's just being so real and just speaking his heart. And hmm. he shared with the the judges and told his truth and what he was going through and like. There's just something about that that audition that like struck me so like significantly that he was like, you know, this 18-year-old kid that's just being raw and authentic and he's grieving right now, you know, he lost his father recently. His father was the one that got him into music. Like mm. he he I guess he made a a deal with his dad, you know, the guitar he used through all of his performances, his dad bought him with like um uh, a holiday check when they were uh, super poor and, yeah. and he told him he would use it for every performance throughout his American Idol like experience and the guitar broke in one of his performances and oh my God. that was another moment where he was just really raw and emotional and oh. I'll have to show you later for any yeah. of you guys that are listening or watching go watch Ian Tongi and his audition and some of his performances go check him out this kid is amazing. His voice is amazing. And just his character, the way he is, you know, I can just tell. I, I met him very briefly a couple years ago at a Dick's in Seattle, and I didn't even know who he was. He didn't know who I was. This is before all of this, but he was just a cool kid. And obviously, I followed this journey this year, and it's a really beautiful story. So Yeah, that's wild because I didn't know anything about that, and I was in Kona last weekend. And the guy that I was flying with um, is from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And his niece, actually, they did like a um, all these famous singers from Hawaii did mm -hmm. like a collection. His they niece was in that. Really? And he was playing it for me on the way to the airport. And he was telling me how it was such a big deal. Where they were like wishing him good luck yes, and wishing stuff. Him good luck. Yep. And it was such a big deal because nobody from the islands has ever made it into the top three. And uh -huh. certainly not one. And so I didn't know that you knew who that person was. I didn't yeah. even know you were following that, but that, um, the flight attendant I was working with, you know, was showing me that and telling me what a big deal it was. And, um, man, it gives me chills because it's just such a cool story. You know, yeah. he, according to him, you know, his family was like priced out of paradise. Like yes. they couldn't afford to live in Hawaii anymore. And the whole yeah. goal was to get him back to Hawaii, him and his yes. family, you know, and, and he got to go home and they got to go home and get a place. Because and, of the top three. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that's, again, 
I, so the second thing in this that we're hitting on again is the power of story, mm -hmm. right? It's your story. Nobody else's. It's the journey you go through that has the power to impact if you're willing to embrace it and share it and not edit it mm -hmm. and not try to leave parts of it out, right? You can't leave parts of who you are and your story out of this journey called life and and think it's going to impact people because we know when somebody's editing themselves, right? And that's the very thing that makes us all withdraw. Mm -hmm. So when you embrace your story, when you embrace the hardships, when you embrace the beauty of your story and the ugly of your story, and when you're willing to share that openly, that's the very thing that draws people in. Yeah. You know, that's the very thing that lets people feel like they can connect. And it's also mm. the scariest thing in the world to do it because it comes with the fear of rejection and it comes with the fear really of being known. We all want to be known, but at the same time, we fear being known, right? We want to right. kind of hide <laughs> right. these things. Yeah. And it's that dichotomy of emotion that keeps us constantly fighting ourselves and what we know we really need, which yeah. is to be known and to be seen. But you can't be known and you can't be seen without true vulnerability. And true vulnerability takes massive amounts of risk and it takes massive amounts of courage. Yeah. And that's hard to, that's hard to do, especially if you're judging yourself and you're judging your journey. That's the part where you got to come back into yourself and a forgive yourself for things you've done that you wish you hadn't and B allow there to be grace for all those moments and all those things that you didn't know, mm -hmm. but that you're working to know now. Yeah. I mean, so I, I would say the first real time that I, and I'm, I'm sharing this now because why not? Here you know? we are. Here we are. Don't censor yourself. And don't censor yourself. I mean, there's still, don't get me wrong and correct me for yourself if you want, but I'll speak for myself. I still get caught in plenty of moments where I'm censoring myself or I'm trying Absolutely. to, you know, cover up the reality of like maybe what I'm going through or whatever it may be. But it, it's something that I really want and I've chose to focus heavy on is, you know, everything we're talking about, just being authentic, being real, you know, showing people who you are and not having any sense of like wanting to hold that back. I used to censor myself and I used to hide the reality of like maybe what I was going through a lot and who I was or it could be with anything, like what music I really wanted to listen to in that moment. Mm. It could be, you know, what I was going through at home, it could be anything. And I think when I first really like was able to step out of that and start to like shed light on the truth and reality of who I am and what I'm going through or what I've been through, it was it was when I started to go to church, actually. I think I, that I happens through, for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really go to church anymore. I'm, I have my own spiritual journey I'm on and, you know, all of that. We can save that for another episode. Mm -hmm. But 
I there was a period in my life, and I was just talking to my good friend Brennan yesterday about some of this, but there's a period in my life for like a year and a half, two years, where I was very involved in this church I was going to, and I was going through a really tough time before that, and at kind of my end, and I ended up showing up and got very real and very raw very quickly. I was just accepted and loved. It's really what I needed in that moment, right? Yeah, but, definitely. But as far as this idea of carrying that on and like just continuing to try to be raw and real and, you know, show people who I am and be honest and not censor things, like I think that was like the initial kind of like the like, first door opening to you to let you see that that could be a good thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was like the first moment where I was like, this is healthy. Like, this is saving me, yeah. right? Literally, this is saving, saving me, me right now. Yep. This is saving me right now. And yep. that was really beautiful for me to experience. And, you know, shout out. I'm not even going to go through all the names, but you guys, <laughs> if you're listening, you know who you are. Shout out all of the people that were involved in allowing me to just be real in that moment, in those moments, and seeing me and hearing me. And I was about to say feeling me, but <laughs> sounds kind of weird, but you know what I mean? Well, um, no, not in the but, literal sense. <laughs> yeah. Not the literal sense, but yeah, that was, that was a really important moment in my emotional growth and development yeah. to be able to recognize that it's more important to just show up real than right. it is to try to censor and hide those things. Because the thing is, here, here's the deal, you know, you, you censor and you edit yourself and hide these things and, you know, it builds up, it yeah, builds up. It and then you hit a moment where, boom, it all yep. explodes. And yes, typically in that moment, when it explodes, it doesn't explode in a, a beautiful, oh, no. pretty way. <laughs> It explodes in a way of, oh, I relapsed on drugs or, oh, I'm going to go fucking rob a bank or yeah. I take it out on my loved ones That's or exactly I do right. whatever it may be. It doesn't it doesn't come out pretty. And so being no. able to just be authentic and real every day, every moment, you know, where not everybody deserves necessarily. And that's why I say like most of the time, because not everybody honestly deserves to, you know, get your time and your whole heart and the authenticity, to be honest. Sometimes you have to cover it up a little bit. Well, I think I mean, that's, I think what you're talking about is having the ability to begin to know and, and sense, and you won't know this to begin with. You will share and you will open yourself up and you will expose these things to people and they will reject it or it will not be a safe place right and i think what happens is we do that and then that makes us want to shirk and pull back and say like well i tried it and i'm never trying it again i'm not going to do yeah. that again but the reality is is that it's in that moment when you can look at the situation and say that's not me that's them that was their inability to hold space for me that was their inability to hold that realness of who I am. That's their struggle, not mine. I'm going to keep showing up this way that you learn to begin to trust your intuition and you begin to know the people that will be there, the ones that are safe. And ultimately you'll build the strength then to show up 
and handle whether somebody rejects it or not, because it no longer is about how they're reacting. It's about how it feels for you. It's saving you. It's making your life better. And in that, you're going to find the people that will meet you there and that that are it's like it draws the right people in yeah, was, when you was, begin to hold on to that truth. I was going to give an example of like when maybe you don't always want to show up as real, but I've said it plenty of times on this podcast. Yeah. When you're talking to the cops, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not need to be so authentic with them and so real, so and authentic. probably want to censor yourself a little bit, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say this: if you've done something, if, it, <laughs> if you haven't, then. Free speech, do what you want. (laughs) No, I mean, it's true. But I think we're talking about in the concept of life and relationships. I know what we're talking about. (laughs) I got to throw in a little stupid comment here and there, (laughs) though. Somebody's got to balance this. You know, you're over here crying (laughs) up a storm and... Yeah, like listen, I can. I flow, might not be that funny, but I can flow between tears and laughing just as easy. In fact, I I quite I mean, like life. You're that tearing way. up and laughing right now <laughs> as we speak. You're doing both. So it's what I like. It's how it's how I show up. I feel like it's the fullness of the range of your experience and emotions. Something something I was going to touch on too, and I mean, may have been mentioned a little bit, but I think all of this, like the idea of like being able to like be authentic, real, showing up as true as you can. A lot of the times that starts with like this idea of like forgiveness and being able to forgive yourself for mistakes or, you know, things that you may blame yourself for, even if they're not, there's a lot of times that I've blamed myself for things that weren't necessarily my fault. Like I, I, but then there's also a ton of times where I hold this like, sense of like guilt and blame for things that were my fault but like that guilt is really what kind of eats you alive and i think the guilt is the uh, feeling a sense of guilt is your conscience telling you like hey that was not a good choice where it gets sideways and i think this is what you're getting is is that next step which is shame shame when you internalize that shame because guilt says I did something bad. Shame says I am bad. Mm. And Mm -hmm. there's a big difference between recognizing when you've done something bad that you shouldn't have done, right? Because we all do that. And that guilt is, it's a good thing because what it should do is it should lead us to be like, oof, I shouldn't have done that. I don't like that. Let me go say, I'm sorry. Let me make it right. And let me not do it again. But when you internalize that into shame, shame says I'm bad. And now you feel powerless to change that. And you feel lost in your identity and who you are now is at question, right? And not just your choice. That's when you need to be able to have the strength to forgive yourself yeah. and recognize that, you know, definitely we're all human. We're all on the same journey, you know, like, right? my mom is what, 23 years older than me and yeah. Something like that. Yeah, right about there. 24. Yeah. Or, what, right. Well, you're say? about to be 23 20, and I just turned 47. 21 plus 24. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anyways, she's she's older than me. Like, this is my mom, right? But we're both on a similar journey in a sense. Right. Like, we're both human. Like, you know, her life and the things she went through, the decisions she's made have just as much of an impact on me as my decisions and my life have on her. 
and we're both just human. We're both just trying to find a way to live. And I think that for everybody, no matter your age, you could be 102 years old for all I care. If you haven't had the opportunity to forgive yourself and let go of that shame, yeah, I think that's one of the most important things you could do. It's one of the most valuable things you could do is, it is. be able to forgive yourself and let go of that shame. Because without doing that, there really is no way that you can show up authentic. And no, real. you can't. That's what I was just going to say. You can't, one, you can't forgive other people if you can't forgive yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So right there, you've created a separation in your relationship with others, which you desperately want and need. But two, you can't love yourself in the entirety of who you are, which then also doesn't allow you to love somebody else in the entirety of who they are. Mm -hmm. And these are literally the fundamental things, in my opinion, that this whole journey is about. We get distracted with careers and homes and buildings and all these kinds of things. But, you know, it's so cliche to say, but everybody tells you if you read about anybody's end of life experience, when you're dying and at, you're at the end, you don't look back and think, God, I wish I would have built a bigger house, or I wish I would have had that other job, or I wish I would have had more money in my bank. What everybody says is, I wish I would have spent more time focused on the relationships and loving people and connecting. Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah, Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah. Tuesdays with Maury. That's and will forever be probably one of the best books I've ever read. Yeah. Um, yes. If you haven't read it, it's please do. It's so good. I it mean, in my me. opinion, that's the epitome of like what we're talking about. Yeah. I read that book when I was 22 and Josh read that book when he was 22. Mm -hmm. And Is that the first time you read it? Yeah. I love that. And it changed my entire view of how I wanted to live life and how I wanted to go forward. A hundred percent. I don't think I've ever read a book. I, I really, okay, to be completely honest, I, I never finished a book when I was in high school. <laughs> Neither did I. Or I before hated I graduated high school. I hated reading. <laughs> I would always use spark notes to, you know, get, get the, through. <laughs> yeah, get through, whatever. Once I graduated high school, even right after, I wouldn't say until I was 20 years old. I didn't fully yeah. read a book. And I want to say now I've probably in the last couple of years read 15 to 25 books. It's growing on you. Like it's growing on That's me. That's still not a ton of books, but but it's enough to make me realize that I appreciate reading. And mm -hmm. this particular book, Tuesdays with Maury, I think has had the most profound impact on me out of the books yeah. I've read. And the books I've read and I've chose to read are not Harry Potter or books that are kind of fun and nonfiction. They're books that are based on people's lives that have gone through things that are, you know, they're the books I like reading are the ones that inspire me and remind me of like the meaning of life and how to keep moving forward or teach me something. Yeah. Um, and this book has entirely changed my perspective on life and what I really want to get out of life, where I want to be when I'm laying on my deathbed. Um, yeah. I mean, just a quick synopsis, I guess, but you guys should go read it. It's basically this professor, his name's Maury, and he had a student and this student 
is a grown man now. Um, and he comes back and he spends every Tuesday when he finds out his old professor is dying with him and he records the, the interactions and he writes this book about everything that basically Maury taught him about life and, and what's important and what's important and where Maury was at the end and what was, like you said, yes. important to him and what mattered. And it was really beautiful. Um, yeah, it's a real story. It really happened. They actually made an adaptation. Adapt adaptation. 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 There's a D. Adaptation. Yeah, there's Whatever. a D. Anyway, they they um they did make a show. Like you can watch it, but I honestly just think reading it is the best way to do it because when you read it, when you hear the lessons the beauty of reading is you hear them in your own voice and it slows things down and it slows things down. Absolutely. And so I, it's not a, it's not a thick book. It's not a hard book to read. It's like 200 some pages. Yeah. It's pretty, and it's small, so they're not big full pages. Um, but I would really highly encourage everybody to read that book. Like just go get it, buy it, borrow it, whatever and read it. I will tell you that I read that book um, when I was working for Ronald McDonald House Charities, which to this day has by far been my most favorite job I've, I've ever had. I've actually read it three times now. Yeah, I've read it multiple times. Yeah, it's good. Read it. But I read that um, while I was working an event. We had these people that were doing like a bowling fundraiser for Ronald McDonald House Charities. And so as a development assistant, I used to have to go attend these different events on behalf of the charity and be present and all that kind of stuff. And then, but anyway, I sat at this bowling alley, actually not terribly far from where we are now in like Kent up on the hill. And I was reading this book and I had no idea the impact it was going to have on me, but I couldn't put it down. And so I sat in the back of the bowling alley while they were doing this fundraising event, bawling my eyes out <laughs> <laughs> this book trying to hide from everybody. And that was probably the first time I cried like that in public. And now I cry like that in public all the time. Like I was on a plane yesterday and cried the whole flight and everybody around me was probably feeling like, Oh my God, what's going on. But, um, but yeah, I, you, um, read the book. Yeah. Read yeah. the book. That's what we can say about that. <laughs> and I think before, <laughs> before mom starts crying some more, We'll probably, we'll probably cut it off right around here. I mean, do you have anything yeah. else you want to add? No, I just think that this journey can be as scary and beautiful and daunting and amazing and profound as you want to make it. And the way that you get to experience all of that is to not shut yourself off mm. from any of the moments. Nope. You have to just let yourself be present and know that at any given moment, whatever you're experiencing can be to your benefit if you can just lean into it. You know, I posted that thing today where I just leaning into the hard places, leaning into those difficult moments, leaning in to, you know, those uncomfortable, awkward things just letting yourself be there and get to know and be present with yourself lets you then know how to feel joy and happiness and contentment and peace and calm 
you you can't leave different parts out. You got to take them all together. But when you do, you get to experience the fullness of all of them. And that means you get to experience the fullness of the happiness just as much as you might have to experience the fullness of the sorrow, right? Yeah. But you know the difference between the two because you're getting to experience them both, yep. all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it much better, but I think that overall, just be willing to forgive yourself, yep. let go of that shame, and allow yourself to just show up authentic, show up real. Live I your mean, story. Live your story. Live your truth. We're You're all going to get one of them. We're this all on it. the same journey. Like there's nobody, there's no one person on this planet that it's better than you, better than me, better than her, better than anyone. Like we're all on the same journey and there's no point in trying to hide and cover all that right. up, censor it, edit it, whatever you want to say, however you want to put it. I think you just, you'll be so much freer and. I'm still working on it. It's yeah. still a journey for me. I'm still learning, still processing all of this. But every day I choose to show up real is a day that I feel content and I feel yeah, happy sure. and proud of myself and grateful. It it brings a whole new perspective to life. So yeah. I think that's I think that's <laughs> it though. This was um me and mom talked about it before. We wanted this one to be a little more real. We've had couple guests on and a couple just kind of funny you know kickback goofy podcast episodes but felt like today was a good day that we talked about something that really mattered to us and was important so yeah um, love yourself forgive yourself show up love others take risks and lean in yep yep and you'll get to experience life the one life you're gonna get yep and go read Tuesdays with Maury. And go read Maury. Tuesdays with Maury, absolutely. Yeah, I, um, before I completely wrap it up, sorry if I wasn't looking at the camera too much. I noticed that, but <laughs> I've been kind of just in my thoughts and really taking in the moment, soaking it up. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's only for the, those of you that are watching it on YouTube. Yeah. But aside from that... We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you stayed this long, we appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, make sure to rate the pod as always. If you enjoy the podcast, you know, rating it helps us grow. Same thing with on YouTube. If you enjoyed the episode, drop a like for us. Drop a comment. Let us know where you're at right now. Let us know yeah. what you're censoring or be real in the comments, you know? And yeah. If you want to hear anything else, you have any specific guests in mind, let us know in the comments. Let us know. Um, and last but not least, if you're on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate that. It means a lot to Share us. Share with the people around you. Yep. Send it to whoever you think could use this or hear this today. Um, but yeah, hope you guys have a, a beautiful rest of your week and we will see you next Thursday. Bye. Deuce. Peace. Thank you.